Do you want to learn about big data analytics from the app stores? Are you actually using real mobile data for your app store optimization and your mobile marketing? Well, Gummy Cube can help you. They can get you the right data, which will help increase your downloads. They have Data Cube, which is pulling all this data from the app stores. Stop using Google search and start using app store data by going to gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And thank you very much, Gummy Cube, for sponsoring this show. This episode is sponsored by AppPress. Now, with AppPress, you can quickly build and publish a native app to the App Store that works on any iPad and iPhone running iOS 6 or above. You can also publish a native app to Google Play that works on any phone or tablet running Android 4.0.3 or above. And you could also build and publish private apps. So to explore AppPress capabilities, just go to www.app.com hyphenpress.com that's www.app-press.com uh, check out their features and thank you very much to AppPress for sponsoring this show hi i'm tyson Callie. i'm the creator of the best caesar and you are listening to the app guy podcast the app guy podcast straight from your host paul the app guy sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment and now paul the app guy Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. My name's Paul Kemp and I'm your host. Uh, this is the podcast that basically helps you uh, by learning about all these other wonderful people who are in the app world. And it truly is a global world. Uh, last episode, we're in uh, Denmark, Copenhagen, and, and then today we are now switching to California where it's all happening. And I've got uh, the co-founder of uh, App Scotch. App Scotch. We love anything with an app in its name. So let me introduce uh, Andre Kasakov, and he is the co-founder, and he's to t- here to talk about all the stuff that he's got going on with App Scotch. So, Andre, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, describe where you're at because I know a lot of listeners would love to work in California. <laughs> is uh, how how lovely is the location? Uh, it's pretty good. Well, in terms of getting things done, in terms of business, it's it's a very good place to be. So, yeah, it has its obvious advantages. <laughs> and why, then, uh, did you actually pick a name called Appscotch, which is very Scottish? You know, I'm, I'm thinking as soon as I look <laughs> at Appscotch, I'm thinking it's uh, an app that helps you drink whiskey. T- tell us what it is. Yeah, we were very random naming the company. So, so it, it doesn't have any specific thinking behind that. <laughs> okay, so you didn't come up with the idea as you were drinking a nice Scottish scotch uh, whiskey. Yeah, not at all. So yeah, it's just this, and yeah, there is no, there is no meaningful story behind that. We just listed a bunch of names and voted, and this one got <laughs> okay. the most. So yeah, <laughs> uh, tell us then what is App Scotch and what it is you're doing. Yeah. AppScotch, uh, we do provide a product suite for in-app paid mobile user acquisition competitive analysis. So it is something that gives app developers insights about what is the state of paid user acquisition market, whether they are acquiring traffic or uh, monetizing their applications with different ad networks. So you can, for instance, learn about current campaigns being run 
and how do they perform, where those ads are being shown, so you can actually amend your own ad buying strategies uh, to get the best results possible. So, so really then, uh, if I'm right in saying that you've, if you're an app developer, you, you can't use Google Analytics, for example, to try and uh, assess what's going on in your app. But what you're doing is you're offering analytics to help understand how you're converting advertising campaigns. Uh, uh, partly, yeah. We also show we also show your campaigns, but we show what is going on on the market, so you can see how campaigns perform for other market players with like right. reasonable accuracy. So it is guide, guidance type of data. So you can learn, for, ex for example, like there are a bunch of companies that you think you're relevant to and you can like pick into what they're doing for their paid ad buying. And you can also try to use that or you can look for new inventory uh, on different ad networks that is relevant to you and you can reach out to that inventory. Right. So I, I tell you, one of my biggest challenges in, in terms of running ad campaigns is uh, not uh, getting decent uh, user acquisition because you get users. But we've learned from this show that just getting downloads is almost meaningless now because some of these people just install it, don't even get past this first screen. And, and then that's the last time they ever come to your app. Exactly. Yeah. And to try and, yeah, to try and make any money out of that is pretty impossible. So what you're doing is you're helping any app developer who is struggling to, to uh, convert their user acquisition or just to understand it more so that they can go for the more premier users. Yeah, in a way. So we are answering questions about like, uh, what networks do all the market participants are running their ads on, right? What particular publishers are they acquiring users from? And like, what are CPIs and conversions there? What creatives do they use? And uh, you can figure out how you can access those publishers to be advertised on those. And you can learn about budgets and volumes for pretty much anyone. And in addition to that, you can look at like ROI indications, right? So if you see someone launching a campaign on a particular set of publishers and then they're coming back with higher CPIs, that's one of those ROI indications. Well, Andre, this is great help. I mean, a lot of the people listening here run their own app businesses or are indie app developers just trying to do their own thing. And so what, uh, what I'm learning from you is that you can look at who is what being successful in terms of running campaigns, some of the big publishers, what creatives they're using, and try to make sense of it. Yep, exactly. Oh, this is great. Are we, are we talking about some of the, the big ones, you know, like um, so some of the top apps and, and how they run campaigns and where they're buying their uh, ad um, adverts from, yeah, like I'm um, thinking Minecraft or you know, Grand Theft Auto or you know, uh, Zinger, possibly. Yeah, all of, all of them are there. So, but but it's it's not only about big ones, but it's about pretty much anyone. So, but but it it really depends on users' interest. Like, if you want to follow a market maker, 
and research what they're doing, you can do that too. Or if you're interested in someone who is not that big, but you still think it's relevant, uh, you, you, you can also research different smaller companies. And what, what else is interesting and remarkable, so for example, for creative uh, research, we have a separate product which is narrow in terms of uh, its use cases is devoted to create, creatives only. It's called AppScotch Creatives. You can research different creatives, all the creatives that are being used on different networks if you're working on getting most out of your campaigns so you can just figure out what particular creatives work best for different genres so you can actually apply that experience to serve your head buying currently and on what, what, what uh -huh. i love yeah, go on I, I was going to say what i love about this show is that you can connect the dots and we've learned in recent episodes uh, about the importance of uh, the different genres so what you're saying is, for example, if I have a utility app and I can see uh, my competitor is crushing it with their downloads and they're getting some really good attention, yeah. then I, I can start to like investigate what, what creatives they're using, what uh, uh, ad networks they're using, uh, and start to copy them. Exactly, yeah. You can get very detailed about why is that happening and what they're doing in particular. And on the other side of the coin, like there are thousands of people monetizing their apps with uh, different SDKs that are showing ads, right? But you never know either or not you're being paid a fair market value for your impressions, right? For the way your uh, app is performing in terms of showing other people's ads. And you can also have a, a meaningful number for how much other people are getting paid in the same category as you are. So you can think of that functionality as like, you know, as credit karma for app publishers, but we are not giving out credit score. We're just showing uh, what, what apps are relevant to yours and how much we think they're getting paid for showing ads. So like kind of eCPM guidance. So, so uh, Andre, uh, this is what this is reminding me of. When I started like looking into uh, making money online and uh, building websites, uh, there was uh, something called Alexis, I think, uh, uh, and that would give me some really good information on the websites that I were targeting. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. And what you're doing is you're taking that to mobile. Yeah, that that's a great mention because like Alexa. It was one of the very first services for competitive analysis and web, right? I think they got acquired by maybe Amazon, right? But I'm not quite sure. What, what, someone big and then it goes yeah. off and I've never, so, I've never looked at it so, for the some, last five years. Yeah, <laughs> some of them got acquired either Compete or Alexa by Amazon, but I don't remember for sure. So, But anyhow, there is... There is a plenty of services, for example, for web that are given that are bringing transparency into advertising, right? But uh, currently, especially in-app advertising, being like very black boxish, because like if you advertiser, you just approach the network or take their offer with your regular channel acquisition budgets, uh, depending on how big you are. And you just see how it works, like see they're good or not. 
but you cannot research them before you start working with them and we're changing that so for example if you have a casino app and know that for example your app performs best in slot games and you're being approached by a new ad partner you can look up and see how many slot game publishers do they have is your competition is being advertised there before you make the decision of whether or not you're spending your channel acquisition budget with them. Right, Andre, this is great. Uh, I'm really glad that I stumbled across you because uh, what I feel is that the, uh, there's a lot of people listening to this right now who have lost quite a bit of money with ad networks because you put a lot of attention into your app and the, the first thing you want to do is promote it, tell the world about it. So you go straight to an ad network and you start throwing ads out there and i've done this before and i've been so disappointed with like all these clicks not turning into downloads paying quite a high uh, you know rate and and then you turn to these um uh you pay for a for a download and it's a lot more expensive and then the downloads are rubbish anyway so, so you're bringing transparency to all of that and, and, and throwing back the black box and making it just better and fairer for us to, to understand before we start spending our hard-earned money. Exactly. Yep. Well, this is great. I think everybody listening to this now who's got an app should be uh, celebrating. So uh, how do we, well, how, how do we sign up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what, sort of, what sort of clients are you looking for? Different ones because like uh, it is something that certainly important and does the job for big advertisers and uh, for indie developers and smaller ones either. So you, you can just sign up at appscotch.com. But if you're anyone who is uh, either doing paid user acquisition or monetizing your app with ads, you can sign in at appscotch.com and you can certainly get a corresponding plan that will suit your needs. Right. And have you got any examples of like someone you've worked with recently who has really benefited from the analysis that you're providing for them? Currently, like, at, uh, at the moment, we were in a closed alpha and we just had a set of alpha customers using the product. Uh, there's like several companies out there. Game Inside and Miniclip are among them. So, uh, and we're just starting to wrap that uh, to ba basically grow that. So it's right. it's not live for too long. <laughs> right. Okay. And Andre, I would love to know about you because you've you've got this awesome idea, and you sound like you've been in the game for. You know, like so, you're a seasoned entrepreneur. How did you start AppScotch? Have you had prior startups? And maybe you can give us a bit of background about yourself that would help us understand if we can do something similar to you. Yeah, certainly. Uh, prior to AppScotch, actually, I was running a small VC firm. We were backing up C stage companies. And it was, I was running that with my friend, uh, John Zdanowski, he, who, who used to be CFO at Linden Lab, which, which is a maker of Second Life. And, uh, we, we used to invest different companies, mostly in California. And we, we had a portfolio of nine companies, sold four of them. 
and after that, I've just decided that I better run the company now than 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 run a fund. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> that but that was a like that was a tiny fund. It was like sub ten million, and uh, with Appscotch, we we uh, actually me and my partner Max, we had an idea. Uh, long before that, we actually were working on a 3D engine, uh, on a browser-based 3D engine. And it was uh, something that was meant to bring 3D in a browser without any log, uh, plugins or downloads. So just like Unity, but without any downloads. And uh, for a number of product iterations, we just uh, iterated AppScotch to whatever it is now right i mean the, the thing that i find most interesting is that uh, when we li- you know listen to the stories of very successful uh, entrepreneurs like yourself uh, there is always like a history that that led you to that point and you know i know you said that the vc fund was small i mean 10 million still fairly sizable i would say and uh, it probably gave you some wonderful experience in, in investing in startups so that you know when you started your own company that you actually you, you had a, like a good base of knowledge to figure out and, and also probably easier to get funding for it as well, I should think. Yeah, absolutely. Some of those experiences were definitely useful. And for some portfolio com- companies, we, we, we had to co-run them for quite a while before they got acquired. So it was quite an experience, definitely. So, Andre, there are people listening to this who uh, haven't got your track record, that are working in a job they do not like, okay? Yeah. And uh, would you, like, here's the big question. Would you recommend starting a company and uh, that company being an app? Yeah, definitely I would. And, like, you know, in general, in most cases, you can always go back if you fail, so I, I think it's not that it's not that dramatic as it seems in the beginning when you're like just walking away from your job to start something. Because like if you're uh, traditionally good at your job, you can always go back and do that again. Yeah, that's the thing that I think a lot of people miss is that if you're really skilled in a certain area that it's not the end if you leave it to start a startup because you've always got that to fall back on. So uh, it's like a safety net. Yeah, right. So it, it's mostly psychological in terms of you're just getting out of your zone of the comfort to something which has nothing to do with comfort. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely worth pursuing and doing. So I'm fortunate enough to have an absolutely amazing app store optimization company called GummyCube who sponsor this show. And they collect uh, data from the mobile app stores, Google Play and the Apple App Store. And that data then allows you to be more effective when optimizing your apps for those app stores. Now, GummyCube deal with brands and indie developers and product managers. And what GummyCube are able to do is find those long-tailed keywords that rank. You see. App Store optimization, it used to be, and I'm, I'm sure you're probably still doing this right now, where you go 
uh, back and forth and check things like Google search. And, and then you get the long tail keywords uh, from web search. And that is the wrong thing to do. Uh, you don't really want any data that's being scraped from the web. What you want is data that is actually from the app stores, because we know that the way you behave in app stores is different to on the web and searching on the web. And so this is why you need Gummy Cube to get access to their algorithms and their data cube and to really be efficient with app store optimization. So I highly recommend going and checking them out. It's www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. And thank you very much to Gummy Cube for being such a great company and supporting this show. So let me tell you about my fantastic sponsor called App Press. It's www.app-press.com. Now you don't need to just take my word for it. Why not listen to someone who has been an avid listener of the show? He's a fan of the show. He's listened to every single episode of the App Guy podcast. And he's also a guest on the show. And I just want to play you an extract of, of what he thinks about App Press. Hey, Paul, Michael Britt here. I just want to let you know that after listening to your interview with Grant Glass about App Press, I decided to see what it was all about. And I got to tell you, I'm really impressed. I mean, I have looked at a number of these online app building programs. Got to tell you, this approach is really, it's very intuitive. If you've used Photoshop or any program that has layers, App Press is very much like that. And what I especially like is that when you're done, they'll even submit it to the app stores for you. So I had a couple of questions, and I got a hold of some of the support folks, and I tell you, they have been great. I've had a few very helpful emails back and forth with Lauren. I even talked with Grant himself. They got me over a couple of bumps. Now I'm building an app, so I'll let you know how it goes in a couple of weeks. But so far, so good. So there you have it. App Press is absolutely awesome. Go to www.app-press.com and sign up for a free trial. So, so, Andre, there's two things that we like to do on this show before I say goodbye to you. One is that uh, we'd love to come up with new ideas so that the app tribe listening to this can, can build those apps. Uh, and the way we do it is just to ask you if you have any pain points in your business right now, anything you can talk to that are, is a real frustration for you, and maybe we can f- figure out how to solve some of those pain points you're experiencing. Yes, definitely. So in terms of pain points, experiences, like I would think what are the most crucial? It, well, when, when it's an early stage, you just have to do like a lot of things yourself. But, but after a while, when you get a little further and have the product up half first revenue, you can just have corresponding people doing like particular things. So I think for maybe the recent several months, like we were just stretched across all the possible roles that might be present in the company, like from engineering to product management and sales. So we're just making that more structured so we can all be focused on things that we are do best personally. So I think actually so, prioritizing yeah. uh, things is just the most important thing. You, that That's just the more, most important thing you need to do when the company's early. So I wouldn't mention something specific that, you know, is a big hurdle to overcome. But in general, getting priorities right is crucial because you don't have a lot of resources. I mean, any kind of resources in the beginning. And you 
have to get to the point where you're making money and then you can work on scaling your business so getting priorities right early is crucial yeah i think that's the mistake many of the people listening to this could be making is that you don't figure out a strategy of making money before you start spending money on the business and i made that mistake and i had a failed business as a result of it mm -hmm. and so what i'm learning from you is um, prioritize, figure out a way of making money and then start to fill out the roles and, and work out the structure of the company and, and to expand it. Yeah, exactly. It's You, you shouldn't be scaling premature. <laughs> so, so here's an idea. I, I would love an app that would give me almost like a template of how to, to build out a company with like the sorts of roles you need for an, uh, maybe an app startup. So, you know, like if I have a hundred thousand budget, then I'm only going to get, you know, this, this, and this. <laughs> uh, if I have a million, then this is the kind of structure that I would need. I would love an app that could just tell me all that stuff. Yeah. You mean from the perspective of uh, running and starting the, the company, right? Or yes. Yeah. Just from the team structure, the types of people. I mean, cause a lot of these companies are the same, you know, it's just building apps and marketing them and, uh, so that there you go. Anyone listening to that, please build an app that would uh, help with that problem. Uh, Andre, the the final thing yep. before we uh, say goodbye and uh, um, is uh, this is a show about apps, and we would love to know if you have an app on your phone uh, that you could recommend to us, something that you think may be uh, an app that we haven't come across before. Well, and currently, so, like I use email a lot, like many people, and I tend to use a lot of email on mobile. And it's it's not maybe about recommending something, but rather than spotting the opportunity, because still after a lot of time, there is like now there is nothing you can actually stick to for quite a good period of time because like there were mailbox it was acquired a company got acquired by microsoft and it's all got changing so you don't really want to use all of them anymore <laughs> so it feels like yeah. maybe <laughs> maybe there is another opportunity to build a good email app Yes, well, we've had uh, a lot of people on the show who have tried it. We had the uh, founding engineer of Crash, the game Crash Bandicoot. He uh, he made a lot of money uh, in his career, and he started to throw that back into trying to change email. That was an, uh, an episode. And uh, I, I know what you mean, though. I, it really annoys me now that uh, you get you fall in love with these apps, uh, and then they get taken over. Like Sunrise was recently taken over by Microsoft. Yeah, and right. Oh, it's so annoying. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're happy with them, them but to... like for a couple months before they get acquired, and then you need something else again. Yeah, so so there you go. I would definitely fall in love with an app if they had a an, uh, like a belief statement up front that says, we will not sell out for money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. That's what we need. Well, Andre, this has been a great chat. Thank you very much for coming on the show. I want to know how best can people reach out and connect with you? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, you can just email me at kazakov at dapscoach.com or just ping me on LinkedIn. Great. And I'll make sure that the show notes uh, put in your LinkedIn and uh, your email address as well. 
and the link to uh, AppScotch. So that's um, just go to theappguy.co if you're listening and you need to know how to get all this stuff. It's episode 319 and uh, you'll get the links there. Andre, all the best with California. The fact that you've built something really awesome. I figure every single listener of this show definitely needs. And uh, I'd love to see how it progresses and, uh, and obviously wait for the day that you get taken over by Microsoft, Google or <laughs> Apple or Facebook. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, thank you so much. That would be great. I hope. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there sooner or later. <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks for coming on the App Guy podcast, Andre. All the best. Thank you so much, Paul. Bye-bye. Thank you. So remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show this episode was sponsored by app press uh, just go to app-press.com and go and check out some of their plans you can build an app a code free beautiful app and uh, they will give you the tool to enable you to do this uh, they do have uh, different plans uh, that you can try uh, the personal plan uh, which enables you to build a very good app starts as low as $30 a month. Now, if you've been listening to my show uh, for any length of time, you'll know that a lot of the app entrepreneurs have spent tens of thousands of dollars on apps. So for you to build an app and, and get it onto an app store for $30 a month is incredibly good value. I do highly recommend you go to app-press.com and go and check out their plans and sign up. And thank you very much to App Press for supporting this show. So we're at the end of another episode and some more reviews to read out. I did promise to read out everyone and I am going to be doing that. I'm determined to get through these. They are, they are inspirational reviews. They are keeping me going with just the enthusiasm to, to deliver this content to you. So if, if you've listened to these reviews now for several episodes and you haven't left me a review, what are you waiting for? Join the gang and leave me a review. So here we go. Uh, Shu Veb uh, from India, 26th of March, 2015. In the app business, question mark. Well, listen to this. Once you get past the introduction. Okay, what's wrong with the introduction there, Shu Veb? <laughs> Which has a guy with a lovely deep bass voice introducing the host. You get to hear interviews with a variety of developers, indie developers, owners of companies, uh, people in the app business. Great to hear from. People with such varied experiences. Lovely, lovely podcast. Issue Veb, thank you so much. And uh, let me know if you've got any more thoughts on that intro. I would hate to. I did change it, actually, after then. US, listen, listen, love. Uh, Man O Apps. Uh, Why is the App Guy podcast unique and outstanding? Well, Paul Kemp listens. It's not the Paul Kemp show. He allows his guests to talk in long stretches to make their expertise and knowledge and advice take center stage and shine. I'm continually amazed and impressed with the variety and range of subjects, topics, and content that Paul manages to wrangle into what is now my number one favorite podcast. Well, Mano Apps from the US, you are my number one favorite five-starer. Just writing that is obviously fantastic. Love it. Uh, Goosh from France. Uh, I'm listening to 
one every morning while on the road to boost me up and inspire me for the day. Gosh, well, let me know if you have any thoughts on the uh, amount of episodes I deliver. Uh, uh, ghostnoteapp.com. Now, I know that this is uh, an ex-guest on the 10th of April, five stars. Uh, he uh, did a, a wonderful episode with me talking about his app, Ghost Note, and it's uh, contextual. Uh, it gets rid of all the folders and, and, and helps with contextual note-taking and finding stuff on your computer so the great thing about the app guy is that it's not just about apps but about everything related to running an app business already got so many insights from listening to this podcast so if you have a list of podcasts you listen to and you are in the business of selling or developing apps this podcast is a must listen to well if you have an app business and you're listening to this you're obviously in the right place if you are um doing something else i'm wondering what you're getting out of this podcast <laughs> so uh, 10th of april another one uh, sorry 16th of april us uh, okay for some reason there's two there two two reviews on two different days from the same guy okay know me 26 excellent interviews paul has great content and does a good job at asking the right questions excellent podcast thank you so much know me from the us now, this is just getting um, too much. <laughs> Paul is great. Very interesting conversation. I highly recommend. Well, Danelka, Danelka. Ah, oh, you know, an ex-guest. Another ex-guest. These guys are great. I think they're biased because they've been on the show. Uh, Kevin Anthony, who I have chatted to and I'm sure has listened to this from the UK. He had a, an idea for an app that was related to tax and self-employment. Uh, catch up take your eye off the app guy and you're sure to miss great content then you have to trawl back over missed episodes to try and catch up i've just found at least six episodes that i must listen to is this your game or even if it isn't get on board no excuses i'm i'm going to get stuck in okay so he's motivating himself kevin let me know how the app went i hope you uh managed to get it out there Okay, there's a, another load of uh, reviews, and uh, I'm going to carry on reading these out. We're getting, uh, I guess, towards the, the, the end. Thank you very much, and I uh, look forward to delivering another episode to you shortly. Bye for now.